Good morning, Nashville. This is the 440 for Thursday, September 24th. First, let's start with the bad news from the Titans Wednesday practice, if you want to call it that, and then I'll give you some of the good news in a second. Star wideout A.J. Brown, who missed last week's win over Jacksonville with a bone bruise in his knee. Tight end Jonu Smith, rookie defensive back Chris Jackson, corner Malcolm Butler, outside linebacker Derek Roberson, and right tackle Dennis Kelly all missed the first practice of the week on Wednesday. Butler and Jackson are nursing a quad and hamstring injury respectively, and fans should keep an eye on Butler's status as the week progresses. But for now, it does seem precautionary. Kelly and Roberson missed practice due to illnesses, while Smith was out with an ankle injury. None are considered super serious at this point of the week, but all are worth tracking as the week moves along. The big one, of course, is still A.J. Brown, who does not appear like he will be ready to go on Sunday against Minnesota. Normally... This would be where I would say Brown's physical presence and ability to make big plays after the catch have been missed, and it's critical that the Tennessee Titans take it slowly with their star because they can't afford to lose a player of his caliber. And should I say all of that, it would all be true. But the Titans and Ryan Tannehill haven't missed the second-year star really at all. Only Russell Wilson has more touchdown passes than Ryan Tannehill in the entire league, and the Titans' signal caller is fourth in the NFL with a quarterback rating north of 120. Do the Titans want to try to make a Super Bowl run without A.J. Brown? No. He will be needed in a big way this year, but they can survive in the short term on contract year Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, a healthy Jonu Smith, Khalif Raymond, and the running of Derrick Henry. So far, the answer is yes. Although, you know, I'd like to see that 7.3 yards per attempt Tannehill is sporting to return to the 9.6 league-leading range it was in last year. Come on, Ryan. What are you doing out there? Get yourself together. Now the good news from Titans practice on Wednesday was the return of outside linebacker Vic Beasley and rookie running back Darrington Evans to the practice field. Obviously, players being back at practice is good news, but why are these two particular individuals so important? Well, Derrick Henry is tied for the NFL lead with the Raiders' Josh Jacobs in offensive touches through two weeks at 59, and the Titans' back leads the NFL with 56 rushing attempts. For some perspective, only three other backs in the league even have more than 40 carries, and one of them, Christian McCaffrey, is already on IR. While Henry's frame can handle the heavy workload, managing his usage and the subsequent hits he endures so that he's fresh when the playoffs roll around is always going to be a primary concern for head coach Mike Vrabel. Getting Evans back not only allows Henry to take some breathers, but also allows offensive coordinator Arthur Smith to expand his playbook. The 5'11", 203-pounder was a third-round pick back in April and should give the already dynamic Titans offense another element in both the passing and rushing attacks. Change of pace, I believe, would be the more traditional words we would use to describe Evans and his fit into this offense. Beasley, on the other hand, was not only the biggest free agent signing pre-Jadavian Clowney this offseason, but is still a huge missing piece in the reworked front seven. Clowney and fellow edge rusher Harold Landry have been shouldering crazy workloads for this defense through two games, and it's showing. Landry's played 96% of the snaps, while Clowney has been above 80% in each of the first two games. That without having a training camp. Depth is desperately needed, and with a $9 million potential price tag, the former first-round pick Vic Beasley has to be the answer. The Titans are currently 22nd in the NFL in pressure rate at just 18.8%. For some more perspective, the Steelers lead the NFL with a pressure rate of 42%. The good news, however, for Ryan Tannehill is that the Vikings, the Titans' opponent this weekend, are even worse than the Titans with just a 15% pressure rate through two games. Finally, the Titans also elevated running back Jeremy McNichols to the active roster from the practice squad on Wednesday. Make sure, of course, that you are subscribed to Football and Other F-Words, as well as all the other great podcasts covering the Tennessee Titans from Broadway Sports Media, a partner of the 440 Sports Network. 
Nashville SC entered its match with almost last place DC United on Wednesday evening, sitting at ninth place in the Eastern Conference standings, which is also known as the second-to-last playoff spot in this bizarro 2020 inaugural season. Needless to say, it was a must-win situation, and anything less than three points would have been disappointing, especially considering DC United had to play the entire second half down a man due to two first-half yellow cards. With the depleted roster, no Hani Mukhtar, Daniel Lovitz, and losing Don Baji early in the match to an apparent injury, former USL stars played a huge role making sure those three points came home to Nashville. Daniel Rio scored his first career MLS goal in the 70th minute to give Nashville its first lead and eventually the 1-0 victory. The result moves Nashville up to ninth place in the Eastern Conference standings with a record of 4-5-4 on the year, which includes a 3-1-2 run over their last six matches. The boys in gold have now scored 10 goals on the season, coming from 10 different players, which I think is hard to do. Nashville SC has not lost a match at home since the first game in franchise history back in February, you know, when we were all 10 years younger. And we will be back on the home pitch this Saturday at 2.30 against Houston. A couple of quick hitters here to wrap things up this morning. Who do you think wins in a fight? You going to go with the scrappy, undersized walk-on turned SEC head football coach or the marathon-running conference commissioner? During his press conference on Wednesday, Tennessee head football coach Jeremy Pruitt continued to opine the lack of clarity from the SEC about the pending waiver for offensive lineman Cade Mays. Pruitt took dead aim at the conference offices by letting us all know that, quote, I know Cade has met with lots of professionals and it has been submitted to the NCAA and they've approved it. No one from the SEC has contacted us. I don't know how they would keep him from playing. Pruitt finally saying something this clear in public has upped the stakes in the May saga, and I know I can't wait for the next chapter of As the Portal Turns in Knoxville. Let's finish on a light note this morning. Nashville Mayor John Cooper officially tabbed Wednesday as Roman Yossi Day after the Preds' captain won the first Norse trophy as the NHL's best defenseman in franchise history this week. From now on, September 23rd doesn't exist. It's just Roman Yossi Day. Seems important during 2020. Be sure to listen to the Gold Standard Podcast with myself and the Athletics' Adam Vingan for more on Yossi's actually important Norris Trophy victory. This has been the 440 for Thursday, September 24th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media LLC, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. Music